0: Hello everybody, how's it going? This is Azrin the Language Nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today is a a 101 lesson. Today is Language Learning 101. We're going to talk about the most fundamental, foundational things that language learners need to do in order to give themselves the best chance of success. Now, even though we're going to talk about Language Learning 101 today, in my experience even some of the more skilled language learners or some people who've been learning languages for a longer period of time they don't always do these fundamental basics of language learning and I'm going to make a case today to make a case to say listen these things are very important and I I think more language learners should be doing these the first one is I believe it's important to have a detailed idea A detailed idea as to what level of fluency you are aiming for. This sounds cliche, but in my experience most most language learners do not have a detailed idea as to what level of fluency they are aiming for. Instead, they have a general idea of fluency that they're aiming for. They might think to themselves, I want to be able to get by when I'm traveling. I want to have a very fluent level. I want to be conversational. Some people might go a step further and they might go, I want to have a B2 level. I want to get a C1 level. I want to have a B1 level. I'm stuck at an A2 and I want to get to a B1. These are all great starting points. Every statement I just made is a great starting point, but you have to boil it down to further details. The more detailed you can get, the better it's going to be for you. The more you can break down your initial statement of here's the level of fluency I would like to achieve, the more detailed you can get with that generalized statement, the better it's going to be for you, and the easier it's going to be for you to learn a language, and the faster you're going to progress, and the less and the less anxiety or nervousness or FOMO or comparing yourself to others you're going to do. Let Let's break this down into an example. Let's say today is day one of learning a language and you think and you are thinking to yourself Or even not day one doesn't matter. Let's take a more typical. Let's take a more typical uh, scenario Let's take something like you're stuck at that upper beginner level. This happens to people They have this upper beginner low intermediate and they can't quite get to a more fluent level Maybe that's where you're stuck. So you might think to yourself. I just want to become I just want to I just want to feel comfortable when I speak. I don't feel comfortable when I speak I I can get my point across, but I can't, I don't really feel comfortable. I feel nervous. I stumble on my words. I just want to feel more comfortable. I think a lot of people listening can probably relate. Well, let's break this down further. We need to think about, well, why don't I feel comfortable? Why don't I feel comfortable? And you really have to think about that. You've got to think deeply. Why don't I feel comfortable? You might say, well, I don't know. I just get nervous. Well, when do you get nervous think about that when was the last time you felt nervous when speaking and you might think to yourself well I don't know I was uh, I was in class and I was trying to talk to the teacher it was a conversational class and every time I open my mouth I get really nervous you might think okay well well what are you scared of happening so you have to think okay you have to really think it through and you might realize well I'm scared of freezing up ah okay cool you're scared of freezing up wonderful now Let's let's keep let's keep this line of questioning going. We got to keep breaking this down. Okay, now. You're scared of freezing up. So, what are some things you could do if you freeze up? What could you do? What are some strategies? Let's figure out some strategies of what you could do when you freeze up. Let's figure this out. You might think to yourself, "Okay, when I freeze up, I'm going to take a deep breath." Okay, great. "When I freeze up, I'm going to I'm going to tell the person huh I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say or you might tell the, or when I freeze up I'm gonna say huh I'm thinking of what to say but I, I don't quite know how to say it or you might go like let's plan out some strategies for when you freeze up now notice what we've done we started the initial thing that the initial problem that we started with was I want to feel more comfortable when I speak but if you if you don't analyze that further, and you try to solve, okay, I want to feel more comfortable when I speak, if you try to solve that, well, you're not solving the root problem. Because in this hypothetical situation we laid out, when we dug deeper into the problem, we realized that the root problem is that you want to feel more comfortable when you freeze up. So the problem we should really trying to, to be solving is, what do you do when you freeze up? not how do i get more fluent so that i feel more comfortable when i speak it's a different problem that has a different set of solutions and now if i help you with some strategies of what to do when you freeze up you're going to feel more confident and maybe the solution to to you feeling more comfortable was not trying to get more fluent and learning more vocabulary but was to teach you strategies of what to do when you freeze up and now that's only one, and that's only one element of going to being more fluent. You might go, okay, cool. So we've got some, we've got some strategies to what you'll do when you freeze up. What else do you think is holding you back right now when it comes to going from that conversational level, that that what what do you call it, upper beginner, low intermediate level, to a ha- upper intermediate or advanced level? And you might go, well, I never know enough words. Every time I want to say it, I don't know the word. I might go, okay, well, when was the last time you felt that? Like, what kinds of situations have you felt like you don't know the words? And then you might go, well, you know, I feel it when I uh, I talk to my in-laws. I've got my in-laws and every time I talk to them, I feel like there's not enough words. You might go, okay, well, when do you usually talk to them? Where are you? What's the social situation? And you might go, oh, it's really varied. Uh, sometimes I'm at their house and I'm helping them cook. Sometimes we're just having conversation over dinner. Sometimes I might go, we might be walking in the park. I might go, okay, well, let's break these down even further. Okay, so when you're eating dinner, what do they typically talk about? Because here's the thing, people talk about the same things. They don't talk about every topic on the face of the planet. The seven things we all talk about, right? We have seven things we talk about their family. And we kind of cycle through those seven things on a week to week basis. We don't talk about 107, we talk about seven. So I go, think about it. What do you talk about? And if you don't know, you better start paying attention on the next conversations. What do they talk about? Great. We've now figured out the five things they talk about. Looks like they talk about politics. They talk about, they complain about, uh, whatever. They complain about this other family member and they talk about how they hate their job. I don't know. I'm making it up, right? Cool. Let's dig further. What about politics? What do you know about politics? Do you even have thoughts on politics in English? And you might go, No, I don't. I actually have no, I don't really pay attention to politics. Well, now looks like you've got to do some, if you want to get better at talking at the dinner table with the in-laws, the the, half the problem is that you don't even know about politics in English. You don't even know about it. So how the heck are you going to participate in the conversation? It's not about fluency. By digging further, you realize that, yes, there might be a language gap, but there's also a gap that you don't even know what to talk about in English on that subject. Like, I'm not very fluent when I speak to some people in my family because the things they talk about, I know nothing about. And I'm super quiet. I'm very quiet with many family members. I do not talk at all. I've, I don't have much to share based on what they're talking about. And they have all these things in common that I don't know anything about. They talk about football. I don't know about football. They talk about sports betting. I don't know about sports betting. They talk about their trip to Vegas and how they went to this restaurant, that hotel. I don't know about Vegas. I don't know about that. Like, they talk about... Well, some people talk about the stock market. I don't know much about the stock market. Some people talk about god they're shoes I don't really pay attention to shoes like I've had the same pair of shoes for Lord knows how long I bought two pairs of shoes on the same day that are basically the same pair of shoes because I didn't want to go shoe shopping again so I have another pair of shoes waiting in my closet that I bought like seven no five years ago four years ago that I'm just gonna put on when my current shoes are, are too ugly to wear and too damaged to wear or whatever so I can't talk about shoes with you. Like, so then when you dig further, you start to realize what you actually have to work on. And I think a lot of language learners are are thinking about their language learning goals in far too general terms. You have to break it down further. You almost have to go to, therapy. it's almost like going to therapy or a psychologist and they ask you all these why questions and you start to psychoanalyze yourself, right? With the help of a therapist. Well, you have to do that with yourself for languages in order to truly see progress. Now, someone might go, well, Azrin, that's a lot of work. Well, yeah, it is. Of course it is. But that's how you're really going to progress. Someone might go, can't I just take classes and just use this app and do this? Sure, you can. And not to say that won't work. You have to do those things too. But ultimately, if you're trying to to move forward in something, you have to go to the lowest level of resolution. You can't just go and say, my car is broken, fix it. You have to go, well, my engine has this precise problem. How do I fix that problem? Does that make sense? So you have, to, you have to be very specific about what you're trying to aim at in terms of your fluency. And you have to be very specific about, okay, what are some of the major obstacles and how am I going to really fix those obstacles? And that's how you're truly going to progress through the levels. That requires a lot of work and thinking. Now, the danger of doing this One danger of doing this is people get caught up in their head. They think too much and they don't end up doing. So another principle to keep in mind is um, imperfect action is better than no action. So sometimes you might have been thinking about a problem and analyzing a problem and really getting down to the lowest level of resolution and you can't quite make it further. You can't quite distill it down further even though you know you should. You're like, I, this, you might know that this is not, dis, this problem, this challenge, my target is not distilled down to the level that it should be. You might know that. So then what you might, but you don't know how to get it down further. You're like, I don't really don't know. You might then have to choose a course of action that you know is not perfect, but it gets you going in the right direction. You're like, well, this is probably going to get me in the right direction at fixing that problem. Sometimes you might have to do that as well. So that's one of the most basic things of language learning, and I think almost every language learner is, is missing, is misfiring on that. They're misfiring. They're not very clear on what they're trying to achieve. They're only generally clear on it, and I'm telling you that the more, the more specifically clear you can get, the higher the likelihood you're going to get there and typically speaking the faster you're going to get there because you'll be able to distill down exactly the right steps for you to be able to get there now so that's number one that's like language learning that's like one of the most um what's the word one of the most basic things that you have to do that i believe a lot of language learners are not doing let's take this one step further i have to wrap this up in four minutes but i think i can get this done in four minutes now once you're clear about exactly where you're trying to go, that's important. I think you should have a clear conceptual idea in your mind as to what the steps are in order to get to that level. You should, in your mind, you should have it crystal clear what steps are you going to have to take from now until that desired level of fluency? Exactly what will you have to do? Some people are just generally aware of. For example, let's say you just started learning a language today. You know, you figured out, I want to achieve this level, and you've really figured out what that level is, and you deeply understand what that is. You now have to be able to plan out in your mind, what are the steps going to be from now until that level of fluency? What would the steps look like? And that's going to take a lot of research on your end. How have people learned languages? How long did it take them? You know you'll have to watch youtube videos of people who have successfully learned the language before how long did it take them what strategies did they use you might read some actual academic research papers even on people who've learned languages how did they do it what steps did they take make sure you find people that are similar to you similar age range similar languages you might you're gonna have to do a lot of research a lot of your own personal thinking based on your past experiences based on how you think you learn This is a process that might take you 30 hours 30 hours doesn't sound like a lot or maybe it does i don't know but if you're spending two hours a week on it that that might be a 15 week process but it's worth the time because if you can't conceptualize how if you can't conceptualize how the heck you would do how you would do something even if your conceptualization is wrong by the way if you can't conceptualize in a clear concise detailed manner how you would get somewhere it's difficult it's difficult it's actually you have a very low likelihood of getting to that desired place you can't drive somewhere unless you actually know in your head how you're going to drive there you have to know i'm going to take this road then this road even if you're using google maps or something if you're driving from one city to another you likely have a a pretty good idea of the roads you're going to take you just use google maps to figure out when those roads come and to make sure you really don't get lost but you do have an idea you can't have no clue you have to have a pretty good idea of how to get there every skill is that way if you have a crystal clear idea in your mind based on your based on research based on your experiences based on lots of thinking you can write about this i do this in writing it's too hard to do this in my mind i actually write like an essay in a sense If you can do that, that's good. If you can't, you have a lower likelihood of getting to that end goal, right? So you have to have a crystal clear idea, almost like written out in almost like written out in very clear terms, step by step, almost like a a very well-written essay per se, something like that. And if you can't do that, your chances of getting to a very to your desired level of fluency is are quite low. If you can, now you have a clear roadmap to follow. Now your roadmap might be wrong, by the way. You might start to realize you're wrong. But because you can conceptualize how to get there, now you can actually get there. And you can change your roadmap now. Because then you might realize, oh, once you start to follow it, you might realize, oh, I was wrong about X and Y. Okay, I have to change those things. So that's important too. You have to have a clear idea of how to get there. Of course, make sure you don't get, don't be a perfectionist. Imperfect action is better than no action. So sometimes if you're getting too wrapped in your head, essentially you have to balance all this intensive thinking and intensive planning with day-to-day imperfect uh, imperfect action. You have to mix the two. And a a nice marriage between the two are going to get you to your desired level of fluency. Okay, everyone, thank you for your attention. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I definitely enjoyed recording it. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.